open your Bibles again to that Old Testament passage of 1 Chronicles chapter 28. We'll look at other passages as we come to the end of the message this morning. Verse 7 is my text verse, and I'm preaching this morning on the subject, the key to being a constant in a changing world, the key to being a constant in a changing world. Verse number 7 is the text verse where the Bible says, Moreover, I will establish his kingdom forever if he be constant to do my commandments and my judgments as at this day. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd bless the reading of the scripture this morning. And I pray that our hearts are prepared to receive the truth of your word this morning. Lord, in a world that is changing like a whirlwind around us, there must be some things, there must be some people and places that are constant and that are consistent. Places and people that can be an anchor for us in a changing world. I pray that you'd help us from the youngest to the oldest to pay attention and have a hunger and a thirst for the things of your word this morning. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I'll come back to the text passage and the story in just a bit. I want to begin today by telling us why we need the truth that I'm going to preach. I want to tell us why we need it. One of the things we all hunger for in life are things that are constant and consistent. We in life like people and places that just don't change. And the more turbulent life is around us and the more difficulties that we face in life, we like to have people, places, things that are stable, that help to secure us in those times. Let me give you these illustrations. When an infant or a toddler gets hurt, and that's often, it seems like they run from Band-Aid to uh, Kleenex to something all the time, and they've always got a new boo-boo to show you. Uh, When they get hurt, they run to their mom Because mom is a constant. She is a comfort. She's always consistent. For example, yesterday we were at the uh, gym watching some volleyball and basketball games at our annual tournament. And our uh, one of our granddaughters was, uh, she walked out on the basketball court. And they were just getting ready to start. And I said to her, I said, come back over here. And so she took off the other way. Anybody have grandkids like that or kids? They learn that from their parents. But anyway, uh, and so for fear that she would get hurt, I dashed out there like Superman. And I saved her life. But in the saving of her life, I scared her. She started crying and she got embarrassed. And she got mad. And I went from a hero to a zero real fast. I thought I'd saved her life. Well, her mother saw her crying, and we couldn't console her, and she came over, and boy, she got a hold of her mom, and I don't know what all she told her about me. It wasn't good. Uh, But uh, she found comfort in the constant of her mother. 
Aren't you glad for a good friend? The asset, the valuable asset of a good friend in times of difficulty in our lives. Yesterday after the funeral for Sister Beth Perry, Brother David Perry was standing with me at the hearse as we put the casket and the body into the hearse. He'll be buried at Camp Nelson at a later date when that can be uh, organized. I was blessed by the number of people that walked up to Brother Perry and said, can we buy your lunch today? Is there anything we can do for you today? A turbulent time, a time of change. It's good to have friends that are consistent, that are constant. It was a joy as a church family to gather in the funeral yesterday, those that were able to attend and find comfort from the consistent, constant word of God. The Bible says a friend loveth at all times and a brother is born for adversity. Through my years of ministry, going on 35 now, I've been blessed to have some friends, older men of God that I could look to in times of question or times of difficulty. And I was able to lean on them and they provided an assurance. They provided a security for me when I said, I don't know what to do in this situation and for them to give some encouragement and comfort and instruction. I told my wife recently I miss most of my old friends as many of them have gone on to heaven and I spend a good deal of time each week and even this morning trying to be an encouragement and a constant in the lives of younger preachers than I am. A parent or a grandparent is most often a person that we could count on to be there for us in a time of difficulty. A one who is consistent, one who is a constant. I think of the story of the prodigal son and uh, when he, the Bible said, he came to himself. He had wasted his substance in riotous living. He had lost all that he had and he went from having plenty to not having anything to eat. He was hungry. He was in want. And he said, I will arise and go to my father's house. He knew that his dad was where he always had been. He knew that his dad was still taking care of business. In fact, he said of his dad's servants that they have bread enough and to spare. I'll go see if my dad will give me a, a job and let me be one of the servants. The thing that brought comfort to him in a time of change and, and, and problems that he had caused by bad decisions was that the fact that his father was constant. His, fa uh, his father was consistent. He stayed where he always was. That's important for as many of us as can to be a constant in a changing world. You can be a teenager and be a constant. You can be a young couple and be a consistent uh, stability and anchor for others, especially of those, and I, I miss many of our folks that are not able to just, just be in their place, and I, I miss the comfort and the security it gives just having folks to be in their place. But we need to learn how to be a constant for others in a changing world, and that is the purpose of the sermon and what I'm coming to. We often like the cutting edge of life. We like people who are on the cutting edge. 
We like those that are moving forward in life. They're progressive. They're raising the ceiling. They're pressing ahead. They're doing what others have not done before. However, when difficulty comes and when fear comes and when darkness comes and when, and when questionable uh, uh, days of our future comes, we're not looking for a progressive. We're looking for somebody that's just constant and will calm our fears and will anchor our soul and give us hope. It's not progressives that give us a hope. It is those folks that are constant, that are consistent. Now in the story of our text passage in 1 Chronicles 28, David gathers all of the people and he tells them of his desire to build the temple of God. He said, that's my desire and I've gathered the materials to build it, but God is not going to let me build it. He has decided that it is his will that Solomon, my son, would build the temple. And he tells the people that Solomon is the chosen uh, 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 next leader of the nation of Israel and that Solomon will build the temple. And he makes the statement in verse number 7, if he be constant, if he be constant to do my commandments and my judgments as at this day, he says God will establish his kingdom as long as he's not changing not progressive, but just stay the same. And stay the same, and I want you to notice he says here, anchored to my commandments and to my judgments. Now, the commandments and judgments of God, commandments are what God tells us to do or not to do. His judgments are what he has said is right or he has said is wrong. By the way, if God said it's right, then it's settled. It's right until Jesus comes. If God said in his word that a behavior is wrong, then it's wrong. Doesn't matter if our state legislature changes uh, uh, the rule. The rule is the same in the word of God. Doesn't matter if Congress changes the rule. It doesn't matter what men write. There are no amendments to that book right there. There are no changes to that book. Uh, it is forever settled in heaven of eternity past and into the future. The book is the same and what God said is right is always right and what God said is wrong is always wrong and he said so long as Solomon stays constant in that I'll establish his kingdom forever. Now I want to say this morning there's a great need for constants. There's a great need for those that stand firm in our day. There's a lot of fear in our world today and rightfully so as we uh, as we see things changing in our nation and going to places we never thought possible before and doing things that we never thought we as a nation and we as a people would do or approve of or promote and they bring concerns and in that time of change I can tell you there are many today they're so discouraged or they've come to the place of depression we have many suicides going on in our country today. I was talking to my friend that works at the funeral home yesterday uh, at the funeral over at the uh, church property on Clays Mill Road. We were talking about the number of suicides. Suicide is somebody that says, I don't see any reason to live anymore. I'd be better dead than alive. Can I tell you something? God wants you to be alive. God wants you to live. God wants you to enjoy life. 
But that desire for living doesn't come from change and promises of progression that never fulfills its promise. It comes from things that are constant like the word of God, things that are consistent like his word. And we need to decide as moms and dads, we need to decide as a local church, we need to decide as individuals, we're going to be a constant in a changing world. The Bible gives this warning in the book of Proverbs in chapter 24. He says, My son, fear thou the Lord and the king, and meddle not with them that are given to change. Don't, 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 don't meddle with those. Don't, don't, don't even listen to the ideas of those that are constantly given to change. I don't know about you, but I don't understand a nation that would want to change from the principles that made it a great nation. I don't understand a turn from hard work and capitalism and all that's made our nation strong in a faith in God that we would want to turn from that. I'm not even interested in listening to the ideas of change. I'm interested in things that are constant and consistent such as the Word of God. Now think about the people and the places that provide security of soul and peace of mind in our lives. It is not those that are given to change, but those that are anchored. Not anchored in self, but anchored in truth. May I say, I'm glad that God's always the same and never changes. Are you with me this morning? God never changes. And if God never changes and his word never changes, I want to know more about him. Our first song in Sunday school this morning was more about Jesus. Would I know more of his grace to others show? Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I want my soul, I want my mind, I want my heart anchored in the person of Christ, anchored in the Jehovah God of the creator of the world and the sustainer of the universe. And that's why church is so wonderful. We don't worry about change when we come to church. We're not trying to change anything. We're trying to increase our faith in the God that never changes. The Bible is always the same. It never changes. People who are anchored in the word of God do not change. Now, they may seem boring to some, but those that are in trouble, they're looking for somebody that's there when they need them. The nation of Israel was divided. It was a great nation, but it was divided when the progressive Rehoboam became the king. He was not like his father David, who was a shepherd king who desired to serve the people as a king, but he desired to increase the taxes so he could make his life more lavish. He could make his life more enjoyable. He could increase the desires of others to know about him. And so he decided he would take taxation to a level where it had never been before. It didn't work. It divided the kingdom. In fact, it brought destruction. And as you study the history of Israel and how it divided the northern kingdom from Judah, the only times when there was hope, the only times when there was happiness, the only times when there were peace is when people like Hezekiah came along and said, I'll tell you what our country needs. It's time for us to go back to the law. It's time for us to go back to the book. And as they did that, it brought a peace. In fact, it brought a prosperity of blessings from God when they went back to the things that were constant. The prodigal son, as I've mentioned already, his life was nearly ruined. 
and all of the inheritance wasted when he left the work of the Father and he changed from doing the same thing day in and day out to becoming a young man that lived a riotous life. Security did not come until he returned to a father that was anchored in principle and anchored in truth. This nation of ours that desires to leave the foundation of truth and the principles of this book that made America a great nation, they won't find security there. They will discover pain and loss and division as we see evident today. It will not be until we return to the consistency of the principles of the Word of God that we'll ever find peace and security again. Hear me well. People do not become constants that is looking for and changing with every changing time, season, fashion, culture, ideologies of men. Men are constant when they decide. This is the proven method of peace. I'm going to go back to the Word of God. Are you with me this morning? Dads, let me tell you something. Our families need this in a changing world. Our families need a father who are constant. There is a temptation to change. There is a temptation as children and teenagers. They, they're, uh, they're allured by the new, uh, the new changes and the new activities and the new things of life. Uh, they're allured by uh, the music of the world. But wait a minute, because music makes you feel good, but it teaches you to disrespect your parents. That's a dangerous change. That's a dangerous change. We need parents who say, now wait a minute, we've done pretty good just sticking with simple principle and working hard and doing what's right. I think we'll reject that change. Now hear me well, Dad. It is not an easy task when children especially come to those teenage years and all of the new ideas appeal to their senses. They need a constant that says, I'm not changing with you. I'm staying the same and I want you to stay the same. Can I tell you, it wasn't the father that went to the prodigal son. It was the prodigal son that came to the end of his riotous living. And he said, how many of my servants have bread enough to eat and to spare? I will arise and go to my father's house and say, I've sinned against God. I've sinned against heaven. And oh, dear friend, we need dads in every home that will stay constant. The wayward child of God needs a place in a people that do not change. Our world needs a church and churches that are founded on the truths of the Word of God. Take your Bibles and go with me to a parable, a story of Matthew chapter 7, an illustration that the Lord Jesus gave. It sounds like a, it sounds like a children's story, a children's song, but the truth is, it is a very important principle as Jesus tells the story of two men building a house and one built their house on the sand and the other built their house on the rock. Can I tell you it's more difficult to build on a rock than it is to build on sand. Sand's easy to move. Sand's easy to level. Rocks are difficult to level. 
you know, and all of this property here, as we were building this building and they did a seismic graph to measure the rocks that are under the dirt here. And, 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 and Jessamine County has, well, we don't have a lot of rocks. We have one rock and it's great big. It's the size of the county. And a lot of places in our county here doesn't have a lot of topsoil on it. We have a lot of topsoil here. You know, we found rock in one place. We found rock as we were coming down this wall right here and to where the restroom is, solid rock. And you know, it's easy to level dirt. We got into that rock. It took weeks to get rid of the rock. And, and we didn't get rid of it. We just chopped away the top part of it, chipped away the top part of it to get it where it was level. Do you know one part of this building's never going to move? That part right over there. So you folks are safe. You folks are hanging over a cliff over here. It's easy to build on the sand. Notice what the scripture says, verse 24, Therefore whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man. Now, you hear the sayings and you do them. I'll liken them to a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended and the floods came. Hear me well, folks, the rain's coming and the floods are coming. Difficult times come to every person every family and every nation. And the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell not for it was founded. It was a constant. It was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not, he shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell, and great was the fall of it. And it came to pass when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Folks, you really don't have to be real smart to realize constants are built on truth. The shifting sands of opinion and imagination and theories and ideas that we wish would work and make life easier. Uh, those, uh, uh, great are the fall of those. I'm saying this morning, oh, how we need a people that are a constant. We need families that are constants. We need churches and Christians that are constants in a changing world. Take your Bibles and go to the book of Jude, if you will. It's that little book before Revelation, just one chapter. As you turn there, I read for you two other verses. 1 Peter 5.10, the Bible says, But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. You know what Peter's talking about? Building your life on the principles of the word of God. Second Peter, he repeats the principle when he says, Ye therefore, beloved, seeing you know these things before, beware lest you also, being led away with the error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness, but grow in grace and in knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. I'm saying simply this morning, build your life on Christ. I'm saying this morning, build your life on the truths of the Word of God. 
notice in this book of Jude, these few verses, if you'll go to verse number 20, verse number 20, but ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life, and of some have compassion, making a difference, and others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and forever. And if you'll build your life on the person of Christ and on the word of God, the rain will fall and the floods will will ascend and the winds will blow, but you'll stand firm in the change difficulties of time I wish I had time to preach another 30 minutes I'm going to give you some very simple plain foundations that we need to build our life on number one there is but one God and that's the creator God away with this idea and theory that there's a bunch of gods and we need to worship whatever God we need whether it's a rain God or a sun God or a moon God I worship the one who made the sun and who made the moon and who made the stars. I worship the God, the creator, the sustainer of the world. And our nation was built on the principle as listed in those Ten Commandments in the very first one that we're to have no other God before him. And he is the one and the only true God. Have faith that God is who he said he is. Have faith in the God who gave his son that we could have have eternal life by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. Have faith in God. Put it back on the wall. Put it back in your heart. Put it back in your home. Put it back in your heart. There's one God and we're made to praise Him. We're made to worship Him. We're made to serve Him. There is one God. Second of all, we're supposed to love and worship that God. That's why we come to church today. We're worshiping God. I enjoy the fellowship. Oh, I enjoyed the singing this morning. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the special song. I enjoyed the choir. I enjoyed hearing you sing. I enjoyed the fellowship. I like to see you. I like to be with you. But dear friend, we're here this morning to recognize our God is on the throne this morning. And it is because of him that we live and move and we have our being. And we worship him in our, our singing of praise. We worship him by thinking about him. We worship him by learning how to serve him as we leave this place. I say, first of all, build your life on the principle there's one God I say second of all build your life on the principle that we're to love and worship him only number three the principle of family God established the family God created male and female that subject is finished as far as I'm concerned that's what the book says God brings a man and a woman together for marriage and after marriage to have children and the family is the building block of society. 
the family, the home is a building block of the church. That's what God designed. And oh, how we need to go back and magnify and magnify what God has established as a home and magnify and respect this matter of marriage, holy matrimony between a man and a woman. That's what our nation is built upon. That's where we'll stand if we stand. Number four, to love one another and treat one another with respect. For all God's creatures, I was preaching yesterday in the funeral, and I'd never thought of this as I read it in the scripture yesterday. I never thought of it until I was preparing for the service. But in heaven, you see, Jesus died for every person in the world. There are going to be folks of all nations, all languages, of all people in heaven rejoicing and praising that one God. Can I tell you something? We're God's creatures. We need to respect one another. We need to be honest with one another. We need to follow the principles of this book. That's what makes America. That's what makes Christians a great nation. That's what makes Christians a constant in a time of change. David told the people. He said to the people, as long as he is constant to do the commandments and judgments, I'll establish his kingdom forever. Teenagers need constants. Families need constants. Our world needs a place where they can say, I know I can always hear the truth. I can always hear the Bible. I can always find a friend who believes the book in that place. Stand with me, if you will. Being a constant. Are you a person that a troubled, hurting individual can come to and trust that you are not going to change, but you've built your life on the foundation of faith in Christ and his word. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed in just a moment. We're going to begin our invitation time. If you're here today and you do not know Christ as your Savior, I would beg you this morning, I would plead with you, put your faith and trust in Christ. If you're here this morning as a Christian, and perhaps you've been tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine, you ought to decide this morning, I'm going to believe the word of God and I'm going to obey it. If you're here this morning, you've been saved, you're going to follow the Lord in believer's baptism, just go ahead and step out of your seat right now, and we'll go ahead and prepare for that. There are folks that are getting baptized today that have been saved during this week. Perhaps there are others that need to join these, and you've not made that decision yet, but you need to. I want you to come in just a moment when he sings on the invitation song. Heavenly Father, thank you that the word never changes. Thank you, Lord, that you're the same yesterday and today and forever and in a world that is in a whirlwind of change. I'm glad that the sun still rises in the east and sets in the west and you're in control and all the security and peace that brings to our heart, to our mind and our soul. I pray for those that need to make decisions this morning. I pray that they put their faith and trust in you and I pray, Lord, for that person that hasn't decided how they're going to live their life. 
I pray that today they would decide I will not build my life on the shifting sands of time but on the solid rock of Christ. Bless our invitation, I pray in Jesus' name.